From the world-famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Sean Kelly, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it Wednesday edition of the Black and Blue Report? I hope this finds you well. The sun's out today, but man, it's chilly again in New Orleans. We've got basketball tonight in New Orleans Arena. We've got a big announcement tomorrow here about New Orleans Arena. So uh, it's a busy week, and we're all... We're not even to All-Star Week yet. Next week will be uh, even busier around these parts. Sean Kelly with you here on this Wednesday. Producer Dan's with us in the New Orleans Arena Studios. And it is a Wesley Wednesday, so David Wesley has stopped by. He'll be here for a, a segment or two with us. Nice sound effect. Oh, I, you know, I'm just working on the sound effect. Okay. I'm trying to step my game up, man. I understand. I understand. Greg Steams will be on the program today helping us get ready for Pelicans and Hawks tonight. Speaking of the Hawks, we'll visit with the voice of the Hawks, Steve Holman, and then uh, Dan has a big interview today with uh, Chris Henderson. Lead guitar, is that right? Lead guitarist for Three Doors Down. Now, we have mixed in, David, pop culture, uh, you know, over the last few months during the uh, Black and Blue Report. But there's always, there's always a reason why. There's always a connection. I did not know this until Daniel told me this morning that Henderson uh, is a big New Orleans Saints fan uh, from West Wego. Oh, so from West Wego. Yes. Okay. So three doors down. You got them on your iPod? Three doors down. I, You know what? No disrespect to three doors down. I haven't yet put them in the iPad. Pod. Okay. Pad, pod. Anything. Pond to be good for you. I don't listen to him. <laughs> I don't know who he is, but I'm going to find out. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So uh, there, there's your show today here on this chilly Wednesday. A chilly, I see chilly. I mean, most of the country right now is getting just blasted by a, a winter storm. Or, or better yet, you could be in Sochi. Uh, for the Winter Olympic Games, where the hotels are not ready yet, Ugly. and the facilities are too dangerous, so that big stars are now pulling out of out of events uh, for the Winter Olympic Games, which start uh, tomorrow. Opening ceremonies are on Friday, but the competition starts tomorrow. Are you a big Winter Olympics guy, by the way? Not really. I, you know, if it's on, I watch some stuff. I like downhill downhill skiing stuff. I like to see them do their thing and. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll watch some of it, but not sit in front of the tube like I may do for Summer Olympics. Okay, okay. I'm kinda, I kind of like the winter stuff because I don't get to see it very often. Right. You know, yeah. you know, luge, bobsled, ski jump. You know, this is not stuff that you're going to turn on the uh, TV. You know, I heard a comedian say one time about the luge. He said, it's the only, it's the only sport or competition that you could get the same result from somebody who absolutely didn't want to, that you just threw down the hill, <laughs> and you get the same result. Oh, come on Which now. is silly. I know it's silly. It, that's why it's a joke. But it is kind of funny. It is pretty good, though. Yeah. It is pretty good. Um, so good luck to all of our Olympians uh, in Sochi. Hope everybody stays safe. That's, that's probably the most important thing. I'm going to try and catch up with Anthony Davis. So make a note there, Daniel. Try and catch up with Anthony Davis, perhaps, uh, for the Friday show, and ask him about, since he is an Olympian, uh, ask him about the Winter Olympics, his thoughts on that. All right, note made. I still can't get the nasty taste out of my mouth about the Spurs game the other night. 
uh, David. I'm, I'm glad there's a game tonight with the Hawks, um, but I still can't get that fourth quarter out of my brain and the collapse against San Antonio. And I go, I know it was against San Antonio, but it was San Antonio without Kawhi Leonard and Manu Ginobili. Is there anything that you can help me with to help me move forward from that game? It, it's very frustrating. And, and watching the game, you you see the things that the, the Pelicans did well for three quarters, and and probably even the first four minutes of the fourth quarter. And then you see the experience and – that ability to know exactly what you want to do with the ball. You notice, you know, down the stretch, there wasn't a whole lot of guys that, that were involved in the decision-making. The guy who makes the decision for the Spurs is Tony Parker. The guy who anchors them and brings it on home, Tim Duncan. And, and both of those guys just kind of went to work. Tony Parker went on a stretch of, I'm just going to do this by myself, driving to the basket and doing what he does well. He didn't shoot any jump shots in that stretch because that's not what he does. He went to his strength. The Pelicans allowed him to get to his strength, and, and you just see they're a better team, and you can see why they have the record they have and why they've been doing it for so many years. You've known me for a while now. I have a tendency to, to read into things probably deeper than I should. He's nodding over there. Yes. And, and uh, it, it, get ready it, to giggle. It, it, at times, yes. Okay, all right. So um, should I take a loss for just being a loss, or should – I read into things as they develop, as maybe I've done here with some of the losses, especially here at home. Well, certainly, I, I think you can always pick it apart, and and I don't. I looked at that as the better team with the more experience and the experienced uh, veteran players won. They know how to come from behind. They know how to, uh, you know, kind of go at you. And the team with the least amount of experience tried to hold on to a lead. And that's next to impossible to do is hold on to a lead when the other team is being the aggressor. You can all, it's almost like a team being in the two-minute drill in football. It seems like they're just, they couldn't complete anything. Now they're in the two-minute drill and this bang, bang, bang. As a matter of fact, Denver scored their only touchdown at the last, you know, just when it was just the field was wide open and they could just throw the ball all over the place. And – Pelicans struggled, and and they're going to continue to struggle as long as they're trying to hold on the lead instead of doing what they did to get to that point. All right, that makes me that does help. That does help. I'm glad I asked. This is why you're here on Wednesdays. Yay! Yes. I, I like Wednesdays. Uh, David's Hope gonna be with day. us. <laughs> David's gonna, here, stay tuned for that. Uh, David will be with us next segment. I want to ask him about the matchup tonight, um, and I want to ask you about Brian Roberts too. Kind of your take on him as the point guard now that he's had double digit starts in that role. Before we oh, go good. to the break, though, I do have one thing to ask you. What's that? You saw that Joey Kim Noah, the Chicago Bulls, got fined fifteen thousand dollars for his. Uh, 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 how do I put this here? Personalized, um, poignant messages to each of the three officials in the game at Sacramento. You saw that, right? I, I saw that. Did, did Joey Kim Noah? And I got to ask you this because <laughs> I've always wanted to know this from the player standpoint. Did Joey Kim Noah just go out and do? What many players want to do on a nightly basis, but are smart enough to keep their mouths closed. It's an expensive um, voice of uh, voicing your frustration, uh-huh. and most people know better than to. It's almost like getting a technical. Some guys don't even think about the tech. They just like I want to get it. I'm going after it. And then there's some guys that think clearly, even in a time of frustration, and they say, 
but it's not worth that. You see coaches, you see players in post-game interviews, and you'll see them getting ready to – well, I'll just say that was a play that could have gone a different way. They find a way not to give the league that kind of money. And, yes, he is certainly in a spot that probably the majority of the league would love <laughs> to have uh, maybe – the funds, the money, the not to care about that 15000 and just go at it. Pretty light fine. Uh, and it is the first fine handed out by new commissioner Adam Silver. He was pretty democratic about it. He just didn't single out one guy. He made sure he's had something to say to each of the three guys. And, and each guy cost him 5000 apiece. I guess that's the way you should <laughs> divide it up. And, and still, um, it could have been worse. And certainly if this happens again, it will probably go up. But he's starting in slow. And I'm sure he will – it could get much worse. I can't imagine going to the bus after the game and then getting – you know, all of us kind of call our wives. And uh, I can't imagine. Honey, a, uh, <laughs> it didn't go so well at the office tonight. I, I might want to sit down. i got to tell you something. Well, you know what? Me, my wife and I – and I, I didn't know I – I never knew how many texts I had over my career, but uh, they looked it up once, and it's – I don't know, 50. So, but. Hold on. Uh, you had 50 technical fouls? 30. It was 30. I 30 was, technical fouls? I thought it was. It, when I was playing, it was 500 a technical, and then it went up to 1,000. Oh, so you were just willy-nilly spending money I all over the place. I wasn't willy-nilly, but if you, uh, when you, I think when I looked at it, it's three a year, maybe. All right. Okay. I mean, that's. And, and sometimes you get those certain officials that, you know, it's kind of like you. You have officials in this league that you're like, I like this one, I like this one, this one. Uh. So you have your opinions. Well, when you're in the game and then you see an official again that same two weeks and then again in another two weeks and you think every time he's kind of picking on me, you may get one. And then the next time you, you may get another one. And so that's what happens. And so my, my – my, but what I was saying is, I don't think I ever went home and said, oh, guess what? I got a technical. If she didn't see the game, we probably didn't talk about it. Did she Did she then, like, a, I'm going to get myself in a lot of trouble here. Did she then figure out how much money was spent on those technicals and what she could have spent that money on? Did she do that to you? No. No? no okay. Not okay. at all. All right. Not at all. And I'm sure uh, Mr. Noah will not have to do that either. No, probably not. Probably not. Oh, by the way, Joe Crawford, Steve Anderson, and Kevin Scott the three officials for tonight's Pelicans-Hawks game. You just let it go. We're going to take a quick timeout. Still to come, Chris Henderson for three doors down, Greg Steesma, Steve Holman, and more on a Wesley Wednesday after this. When your Pelicans take on the Atlanta Hawks on Wednesday, February 5th, it's your chance to walk up and win, presented by the Louisiana Lottery. Visit the New Orleans Arena box office starting at noon on February 5th to purchase a lower bowl seat for only $35. Then, try your luck in winning a seat upgrade courtesy of the Louisiana Lottery. Over 50% of the seats will be upgraded with some lucky fans taking in the game action from the floor. Visit pelicans.com today for details. Here's a valuable lesson I've learned as an Intergy customer. Saving energy saves you money. And the online videos at intergysavings.com show you how. A few simple projects can make a big difference in your bill. In just a few hours, I knocked my monthly bill down by 20%. It was easy. From caulking windows to programming your thermostat, the Intergy videos walk you through it. 
Visit EntergySavings.com and start saving today. That's the power of people. Entergy. Guess what day it is. Hump day. Well, yeah, and it's Wesley Wednesday on the Black and Blue Report. All right, David, Wesley, let's talk Brian Roberts' promise. Um, double digit now starts in a new role for him. Uh, while his last three have been down, about eight points a game, about 3.3 assists per game in his last three, take the whole body of work, though. How's he done as the start, starting point guard in your eyes? I think he's done solid. When you're forced into that position, you're going to have good nights and bad nights. I think for the most part he's had good nights. I think he's taken care of the ball and got his team into plays. I would like to see the ball pushed up faster so that there's more shot clock to work because there are a lot of options, and and sometimes when you're a young team, you don't see that first option, you don't see the second option, so you end up having to get into a pick-and-roll Shot clock violations, shot clock's running down, I think maybe makes some guys nervous and therefore so they don't make shots. And, and then a lot of times when, when they can't score, they seem to be taking a lot of time on the shot clock. But overall, I think Brian Roberts has done a pretty solid job. He's obviously had some great games and some not-so-great games, but doing a pretty good job out there. All right, Louisiana native Paul Millsap returns tonight uh, with his Atlanta Hawks now. And while Paul was kind of El Stinko last night, I think that he would readily admit that, and Atlanta lost to a very good Indiana team, they've actually won some games here of late. They're 25-22. and 22. So, thoughts on the matchup tonight with the Hawks? Well, I, I think it, it's not a good thing that Paul Millsap had a bad game last night because you can probably expect him to have a better game. I think the equalizer there is Anthony Davis, if he can stay out of foul trouble with the pump fakes. But I expect him to do a pretty solid job on, on Paul Millsap. They, they have a team that doesn't really have a superstar, even though they have the all-star and Paul Millsap, uh, Jeff Teague, and, and, and guys coming off the bench. Um, Kyle Korver, if you let him get going, he could come off screens and, and knock down a few. But um, a team that plays better at home than on the road in Atlanta. Um, so here's another opportunity. And, again, the Pelicans have played well against the Eastern Conference. Uh, already have four sweeps of, of teams in the Eastern Conference, uh, Cleveland, Detroit, Philly, and Chicago. So um, hopefully that trend continues tonight. All right. Uh, just to back up your point, they're 8-10 and 10 against the West, 1-7 and seven on the road against the West. So most of their wins, as you might guess, come against the Eastern Conference. All right, so we're going to see Kyle Korver tonight, who've – He's a guy I've liked all ever since he came out of Creighton. Just he's fun to watch. He's got a great shot. He's got this streak going and everything else. Um, let, let's say he's your primary assignment tonight. How do you keep this guy from killing you from beyond the line? I mean, not that anybody really has, but how would you go about it? Well, I, I remember when when I was playing, I I used to pick and choose. I would foot fake and shoot the gap or lock and trail. And I was with Houston and. Jeff Van Gundy wanted me to lock and trail, and I explained you gotta, to him. You've got you to explain what that means. Somebody might not know what lock and uh, trail Lock is. and trail means if a guy's setting a down screen, you basically connect to him, and wherever he goes, you go. Now, if you're shooting the gap, then you're going to go between the screener and, and your guy. So mm-hmm. in between that gap, which is shoot the gap, and then you meet the, the guy who's catching the ball on the other side. So the lock and trail is a standard thing. You don't want to shoot the gap because you can end up running into traffic. But 
you know, I got to where I had a good feel for it. And Van Gundy said, sure, do your thing. I was guarding Ray Allen. And Ray Allen absolutely torched me uh, in the first half. And so halftime, Van Gundy comes over and says, look, I don't care what happens. I want you to lock and trail. I said, he said, you lock and trail and you go and be there when he gets there. You'll get the help, the big guy showing out, all the things that defenses are made of. And he had three in the second half. So with that said, a guy like Kyle Korver, who also comes off screens, he's a bigger shooter, quick release, a lot like Ray Allen. I would lock and trail him and depend on my guys to stunt, put a hand out, and help me get there. And then um, the one thing about the difference between Ray Allen and Kyle Korver, he doesn't create like Ray Allen did when he was younger. And so once you get there and not let him get that first initial shot off, your work somewhat is pretty much done as long as you don't get caught sleeping on a flare or, or helping too deep. Okay. All right. Good stuff. I'm going to watch for that tonight. Yes, sir. Um, he's 6'7". So he's kind of a tweener. Just so he may have different defenders at different times. I guess is what I was saying tonight. So right. if you're watching the game, watching you on TV or here at the arena, um, it'll be interesting to see whether Chief gets him at different points or if Eric has to chase him around. I think Eric Gordon will start with uh-huh. him, but I'm sure you know if they bring in a, another small guard with Teague and move him over to the three, then certainly. Uh, Al Farouk will get his, get his minutes there, too. All right, fair enough. Uh, you mentioned earlier, back in the first segment, you do not have three doors down on your, on your iPod. I do not. All right, yeah. what, about, what about Bruno Mars? I, I do. I, I've, I do hear him, and uh, if nothing else, my daughters hear him, and I get plenty of Bruno. Okay, well, he's not going to be on the Black and Blue Report. That's ridiculous. But I gotta, You know what, let me call my man Bruno and see what I can get done. I, you know, I'll speed dial him right now. Maybe. He's coming in June, June 7th in New Orleans Arena. Yeah, he's coming by the house. Oh, okay. We're going to have lunch. Um, I, actually, <laughs> I, I bring this up. That's a joke, by the yes. way. Yes. I bring this up. Uh, 115 million viewers for his halftime performance. What did you think about, speaking of 115 mm-hmm. million, uh, one of the acts, or maybe all of the acts, weren't all live? Okay. As it turns out, not not only was it the Red Hot Chili Peppers right. musicians, but it was also Bruno Mars's musicians. The vocal the vocals were live. The, the music, music was live. pre-tracked. Yes. I don't I don't per se have a problem with that. When you're when you're an entertainer in a big arena, it doesn't always sound the same. Well, you want good sound. Correct. I don't want to come see Bruno Mars and his band in concert and have the band play an air guitar all night. Right. Like here, like if I were to come to the arena. Right. I want it all live. Okay. But in that sense, on a pre-timed, pre-set, got to roll the stage on the field, roll it off, Super Bowl halftime deal, I'm okay with, the, with live vocals to a track. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I agree with it's that. It's no different than when we were in Memphis on Dr. King's Day mm-hmm. and Charlie Pride did his halftime show. Right. He sang live to pre-track. Yeah. No, it's like karaoke, but bigger, badder, and better. Yeah, Does that make singing, sense? You're not singing a cover band. You're singing your own music. Your own music. And it's your own voice. Right. Just, you know, no, I, I was okay with it. I was too. Now, if someone goes out there and lip syncs the national anthem or something like that, then I think that's wrong. In any case? In any case. 
Didn't somebody do that for the presidential? Yes, and you for the, and for a Super Bowl or two. I think you got a problem with the presidential thing. Yeah, I do. Even it was outdoors. I do. And... It's the national anthem. Should be in the moment. Should be. Should be live. Okay. Or or just play the recording, but don't have somebody stand up there with a microphone in front of me to honor our country and those who have fallen for our freedom by lip syncing. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I mean, if we were to come to the game tonight, I know we're rambling on, Producer Dan, but if we were to come to the game tonight and they said, all right, everybody stand, please. You know, gentlemen, remove your caps for the playing of our national anthem. And they just played um, the soprano who sang the national anthem at the Super Bowl the other day Mm -hmm. and just played the recording of that while we had the color guard on the floor. I'm okay with that. But don't have somebody come on the floor holding the microphone under the spotlight, and then we play a recording of them singing the lip sync, the national anthem. Are you with me? Am I I'm being? I'm with you. No, okay. I get you. I All get right. you. All right. You don't want Millie. You don't agree. Out there. I, I get it. You're not. You're not in agreement on this. No, you're I am. okay with it. I'm okay with it. Yeah, you're okay with what? Lip syncing or with what I'm saying? No, exactly what you're saying. Okay. All right. I'm okay with it. I didn't think we were going to go here today. I, I didn't either. Okay. Who knows where the Wesley ones? They just, it, we go deep. We get into everything. Yes. Did you like the little fun that Daniel had with you today on the on the rejoin, as they say in the business? Oh, I like it. You like it? Yeah, no, All I right. like it. All right. We'll get a, That's we'll, good stuff. Right we'll get a different one for you next week. Really? Yes. Well, we'll be in Milwaukee. The show will be from Milwaukee next week. Okay. okay. All right? Okay. Is that me and Dan or me and you? I don't know. Is it, who is it next week? It's me. Oh. Okay. You're going to do a little <laughs> dig here, aren't you? <laughs> no, I just, you know, I mean, between you and... Uh, you and your boy John. I mean, you just guys don't come to work every day. I don't know. Okay, understand. all right, all right. We got to get out of the segment right now. Okay. Still to come, Chris Henderson from Three Doors Down. He's a New Orleans guy. Greg Steensman, Steve Holman. Stay tuned. Steamer. Basketball fans of all ages, NBA All-Star 2014 is coming to New Orleans and tips off with four days of basketball action. February 13th through the 16th, NBA All-Star Jam Session transforms the New Orleans Ernest Memorial Convention Center into 40 interactive activities. Fans can test their skills, score free autographs from NBA stars, and pick up the hottest NBA All-Star merchandise. Jam Session is your family's ticket to everything NBA All-Star. Tickets start at just $10. Get yours today at NBAevents.com. Your mission, win your share of up to $3 million in free play and prizes. M-Life presents License to Thrill, only at Beau Rivage. You could win a trip to London, even a new Mercedes E350. Drawings every Thursday and Saturday. Up to 800 winners, so play for the thrill. License to Thrill. You belong at the Bow. CM Life Desk for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-777-9696. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report here on this Wednesday. Our preparations continue for the Pelicans and the Hawks in New Orleans Arena tonight. That's a 7 o'clock tip-off. And uh, as promised, joining us here on the podcast today is the voice of the Hawks, Steve Holman. Steve, how many years now for you? You're like the, you've got to be uh, the dean now, right, you and Al McCoy? <laughs> Uh, 20, 29 for me. I'm not, not close to Al yet. No. Uh, 29, is, uh, <laughs> that's the number right now. You stay young with the game. Um, what about the game do you like this year? Um, I, I really kind of I like the I like our team. I like the way that they're playing. Uh, you know, we've we made a lot of changes, of course, uh, 
top on down, coaching staff, uh, some new players, and a whole new system. And, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of shaken out uh, half the year. And, uh, you know, I, I think they're maybe a little ahead of schedule considering uh, injuries and Al Horford out for the year, our best player. But uh, I think all in all, they're probably pretty pleased with the way things have gone. Yeah, I'd say so. 25 and 22, I had somebody tell me uh, from the Eastern Conference side of things the other day, that they thought because of some of the things that you just listed that Mike Budenholzer is the reason why this team is above 500 here in February. Well, you know, a lot of it's the system. You know, they bring that San Antonio system with them. Uh, he was there for 19 years with uh, with Coach Pop, you know, so uh, a lot of that has come. And Danny Perry, our, our president general manager, also came out of that whole San Antonio system. And, and you guys are, are well aware of the San Antonio system here, too, so. Uh, you know, it's a system. It's a next man up kind of theory. When somebody gets hurt, uh, they run the same plays no matter who's on the floor. Uh, you run the same offense, the same defense. And, you know, theoretically that, that works, and it has. It's, it's, it's kept them uh, in a lot of games uh, that maybe they, they shouldn't be in because of the, the loss of guys. But, you know, Al Horford is out, as mentioned, and then his, his replacement, Perro Antich, who's been playing pretty well, uh, he got hurt. He's out now for you know another couple of weeks with a, a stress fracture in his ankle. So uh, you know the next man up was uh, Gustavo Ione, who, who you guys know mm-hmm. a little bit about too. So uh, you know it's, it, it, it seems to be working. Paul Millsap's going to be here at the All Star game in, in New Orleans, so uh, he's having a tremendous year, and uh, you know it just all, all seems to be working right now. We had uh, Coach Pop and the Spurs in here the other night. I I, I don't miss a pregame uh, press uh, meeting with Coach Pop. I just find it very entertaining. He can be a little surly. He's highly intellectual. Um, is Budenholzer much like Pop, or are they two very different people? Uh, he, he, I think he's got some of his, you know, you can't be with somebody for 19 years, I, I don't think, and, and not pick up some of the uh, uh, some of the things that, that, that Pop has. I mean, he, it's not his favorite thing, I don't think, to be, you know, speaking to the media before the games and after the games, but, yeah, you know, he puts up with it, tolerates it, uh, you know, maybe with a little bit more of a, a personality than, than Coach Pop does from time to time, but... Uh, you know, very similar approach to everything. It's, uh, you know, uh, all about the players, all about the, you know, the whole system. And, uh, and, and it, you know, like I said, the guys have, have bought into it. Our players have bought into it, and, and they work hard. And, uh, you know, they, they seem to have taken to it very nicely. Steve Holman, voice of the Hawks, with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Steve, you mentioned Paul Millsap. Uh, David Wesley and I were talking this morning. Uh, Paul makes his return to the home state here in Louisiana, and we were both lamenting the fact that he had kind of a stinker of a game last night because you know he's not going to do that two games in a row. No, and the funny thing is, I mean, we had no starter last night scoring double figures. Uh, you know, Mike Scott and Elton Brand were the two high scorers for the Hawks last night off the bench. And, uh, you know, Elton's another guy that, you know, I didn't mention, but, I mean, you know, he signed on this year uh, to be a, a good guy in the locker room and help out with the young guys and, and the whole new system. and. You know, all of a sudden he's thrown into a, a much bigger role now because of the injuries. And, you know, he's just the pro's pro. I mean, he, he, you know, he goes out there, he'll, he's shooting, I think, 55, 56%. And uh, he knows how to do it in his sleep. And, you know, one thing about him is, too, it, it, next day after a game, uh, first guy in the gym, you know, I'm down there on the treadmill or whatever, and who's the first guy in the gym but Elton Brand? I mean, it, it, you know, he doesn't need to be the first guy in the gym, and he is every day. Yeah, 14 years in the NBA. That's amazing. Uh, one and seven on the road against the West, Steve. Is that just that you just run into the wrong eight teams in the West on the road, or <laughs> what's what's the story well, there? Think, you know, some of them have been close. We came within an eyelash last week of uh, actually beating Oklahoma City. He had a 
had a lead down the stretch in that game and had a couple of things go bad right at the end, like uh, that Durant fellow, uh, you know, he's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. He scored like 43 or something in that game and scored the game winner right at the buzzer. So, uh, you know, it's been a lot of it's been, uh, you know, running into good teams and, and just uh, the, the West is very good. All right, Winter Olympics this weekend. Uh, you got a favorite Winter Olympic event? I want to change the topic just for a moment. Um, you know, I'm not a I'm not a big you know I like hockey. I'm a you know I'm a hockey kind of guy. I mean, yeah. I, I like that part of it. Uh, you know, the bobsled stuff is good. I, I'm not really a, an ice dancing kind of person. Uh, uh, you know, or the, I don't know much about the triple sow cows and all that kind of thing. <laughs> I'm stunned by this, Steve. But I'm glad, uh, you know, 25 years ago, the Hawks went to the Soviet Union when it was still the Soviet Union. And based on a lot of the reports coming out of Sochi right now from the reporters that are there, uh, you know, it doesn't sound like a whole lot has changed. <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of glad we're not there. We went to London a couple of weeks ago. That was a nice trip. Uh, the, the, the Soviet Union trip they could keep. Yeah, let's, let's, let's leave that one out of the association. But you mentioned London. How close, if you were to guess, we have a new commissioner, you all were over there for regular season action. How close are we to having perhaps a team in either London or even Paris at this point? Well, you know, I think it gets closer every day. I don't know exactly how close it'll be. I don't know if I'll be around to see it, uh, you know, but uh, you probably will. Uh, you know, I can see I can see them making like maybe a four-team division over there, and then once a year everybody will go play those four teams for, you know, ten days or whatever. I, that would be, I think, their ideal situation. I think that I think you're on to something there. And, and, Steve, I know that you're kind of downplaying the fact that you may not see it, but, shoot, just a couple of years, you'll still be doing the Hawks, and you might find yourself right back over there again. Well, you mentioned our buddy Al McCoy, who does the Suns, and uh, I don't think Al would mind if I, you know, pulled out of school that he hit 80 in April. So uh, he's in his 42nd year. So, I mean, none of us none of us stop doing this. No. You know, there's, only, there's usually only one way we stop, and that's to stop breathing. So, uh, you know, <laughs> I think most of us are going to have to be there. Have to wrap our uh, cold uh, hands away from the microphone. Yes, yes, I love that NRA uh, analysis there. Very nice. Um, keep breathing, and we'll see you at the arena tonight. Is that fair? <laughs> All right, Sean. Thank you. Thank you. Ste- All right, thank you, Steve Holman, voice of the Hawks, with us here on the Black and Blue Report. More to come as we get ready for the Hawks and the Pelicans tonight. Hey there. What you having? Um, what kind of specials do you have today? Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, what? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. Nicotine? Listen, I'm going to hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. Pelican Center, Greg Stingsman. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. 
back here on the Black and Blue Report. The uh, Pelicans get ready for the Atlanta Hawks tonight. A little chance here to sit down with Greg Steesman before the game tonight. Um, I've been referring to you on the air lately as kind of the hockey enforcer for this uh, basketball team. Are you okay with that? Yeah, I'll, t- I'll take that reputation. Um, you know, I think I've done a few things in my past to maybe earn that in other teams too, so I'm um, just glad I'm getting some opportunities to do it here too. Is that because you're a northern guy? Did you, did you grow up playing a little stick and puck? You know, I didn't play a whole lot of hockey growing up. Um, kind of we were a bigger basketball area, but uh, definitely know, um, you know, kind of the hockey culture and, um, you know, the guy's proud of missing teeth and being a tough guy, so definitely uh, uh, not a bad breed to be to be classed as. You are a Big Ten guy, though, and, and, and maybe not in recent history, but the Big Ten over the years has had kind of that bruising basketball reputation. Yeah, definitely uh, playing four years in the Big Ten. Um, you know, it's, it's a physical league. Um, Kind of back in my day, kind of thing. The pulling the old Your guy, pulling, pulling the old guy card. Um, yeah, I mean it's definitely you know one of those physical leagues where um, guys play hard and it's um, get after each other. And you know there's not a lot of fouls that are called compared to ones that are. Have you been doing this all season and I just haven't noticed, or did you change something in the last couple of weeks? Um, I think a little bit of both. Okay. Um, you know, an opportunity to play some more minutes consistently lately. Um, you know, I think. Um, Really helps helps me have some more opportunities on the floor to do those those kind of things. But you know, I think that's always kind of been my mentality: is do whatever it takes to win, do whatever it takes to help the team. And sometimes those things don't show up on the stat sheet, but uh, you know, definitely can can make an influence on the game. It's one thing to play physical um, and take advantage of your size, but do you find yourself protecting guys at times? Yeah, definitely. With the with the younger team, I mean, these guys, um, you know. We're all still kind of learning the league, and uh, you know, for being in the pro game for a while now, you know, I've kind of learned a few tricks and certain things from different guys who I've played with all around the world. So, um, you know, definitely, some of these young guys need to still learn the system, learn the style, and uh, you know, sometimes you take what you can get and uh, wait for that first whistle, and hopefully, it doesn't come. Unless I, uh, unless I totally abandon what I'm supposed to be doing on the air, which is calling the game, I don't really get to zero in on you. Um, every trip down the floor. So I miss some of these tricks that you're talking about. I know they're out there. Most fans don't see them either. Give, give me one or two that you hope oh. is hidden from the officials' view. I, I'm not sure if I can if I can tell them on air. I don't know if I can give those away. Um, but there's there's a lot more grabbing and holding and stepping on feet than uh, than most guys ever realize. And um, you know the good ones get away with it, and the good ones will you know make it blend right in, so you don't even can't even tell. I think. I don't know who we played a couple a couple weeks ago. I think Marcus Saul got me one time where he even he was holding on to my arm and he let me go at the right time. So I end up kind of releasing into his guy and he got a foul call too. It was kind of like a slingshot action and I I was kind of mad that I got the foul call, but I was kind of impressed that uh, that he got me that good. So I'm I'm gonna try that one at some point and hopefully I can learn to get to that level. Yeah, Mark's pretty good. Who who's the nastiest guy? I mean that you you've probably seen some nasty guys on film and whatnot, but against. Against you personally, who's been the filthiest guy? Um, I don't know. I mean, that that Bulls front line is uh, is is about as physical as they come with with Boozer and Noah. They both got strong hands, and um, they were just play a physical style. And the refs know that they they play a physical style. The, the whole team they play hard defense. So um, games like that, uh, man, I think the next day we were all a little bit banged up and felt good about the win to to get a win against that team, but still a little bit sore the next day. I figured out the other day who's brought all this cold weather to uh, to New Orleans. It's you. Uh, you've got an Arctic, like uh, Arctic motif to your truck. You're from the north. I figured it out. It's you. I, I know. I think I'll, I don't know if I'll take credit for it or or what. But it's it's been really cold back home too. 
Um, yeah, my, my Arctic Raptor doesn't uh, exactly blend in down here with, with 70 degrees in, in February as much as 17 below as it was back home the other day. But, um, you know, I'm just trying to enjoy the warm weather while I'm here. I got some family in town, and um, they were sitting out on the on the deck the other day when it was about 65 and sun. I think the we, we took a walk later that day, and I saw some people in, in North Face jackets and a scarf. So we're just from all different worlds, but we're trying to make it work. All right, we're going to make you a Southern guy just yet. I'll take it. Good luck tonight. Thanks, Tom. Greg Steesman with us here on the Black and Blue Report. More to come here from our studios in New Orleans Arena after this. NBA All-Star 2014 is coming to New Orleans with an exciting lineup. The BBVA Compass Rising Stars challenges your ticket to see the NBA's newest stars. On Friday, February 14th, the New Orleans Arena will play host as the rookies and sophomores team up to battle for bragging rights and make a name for themselves in the Big Easy. Tickets are on sale now through NBAevents.com for as low as $10. BBVA Compass Rising Stars Challenge. Your ticket to see the NBA's newest stars. The Pelicans Valentine's 3-Game Flex Pack, presented by Woodhouse Day Spa, is a great gift for the basketball lover in your life. This limited-time offer includes two tickets to any three games of your choice on the Pelicans' schedule, including matchups against the Clippers, Thunder, and Heat. Packages start as low as $54, plus the first 200 packs purchased will include a $25 gift card to Woodhouse Day Spa. So call 504-525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to get your Valentine's 3-Game Flex Pack today. Thanks to the internet, anyone can get a show these days. Tomorrow on the Black and Blue Report, we'll come right back to you from uh, these New Orleans Arena studios, even though there's no game tomorrow. As you might have heard, there's a big announcement tomorrow here at the arena, so we'll focus most of our show tomorrow on that. Friday show, we'll talk uh, Timberwolves and Pelicans as the uh, Pels get ready to wrap up this homestand. We also have a couple other things planned for you. I want to say on the national level, um, and while I may want to sprinkle some Winter Olympics in on Friday, oh, yeah, that's right. We made a note, didn't we? Talked to Anthony Davis about the Olympics. We'll try and do that for you on Friday, too. Our thanks to Steve Holman today, the voice of the Hawks, Greg Steensma, and David Wesley for stopping by on this Wednesday. Uh, as promised, before we get out of here, Daniel Sallerson's visit with Chris Henderson, lead guitarist for Three Doors Down. Uh, I did not know. I did not know uh, that he was a New Orleans guy. Wes Wego, to be exact, he's a big New Orleans Saints fan, and we thought we uh, would take advantage of the chance to speak with him and uh, share that with you on the Black and Blue Report. So before we get out of here on this Wednesday, here's Dan with Mr. Three Doors Down, Chris Henderson. Thanks, Sean. Well, as you mentioned, uh, Chris uh, is an avid uh, Saints fan, uh, also an LSU fan. So, Chris, i, I got to start off by asking what, what, what made you become a Saints fan? Um, you know, I was born into it. Uh, my dad, my dad was a huge Saints fan from day one. Um, we, uh, we lived in West Wego, Louisiana when I was a kid. And, um, it was kind of the rules, you know what I mean? I mean, mm-hmm. just kind of grew up liking and loving the Saints. Never ever, really ever had eyes for another team. Did you, did you have the chance to go to some games? We went to a few games when I was growing up. Um, and then uh, since uh, and, and, and since I've kind of grown up and, and moved out of the area, I, I still catch as many games as I possibly can. I gotta fly a lot, but yeah. you know. Um. So you, you mentioned uh, you've been to some games. Uh, even just watching the games on TV, do you have a favorite Saints memory of all time? Whether you've gone to a game or in general, just one thing, uh, one game or moment that's popped up in your mind. Um. When Gleason blocked that punt was probably the one that sticks out in my head. 
Okay. Um, what what do you think about this past season? This team, you know, obviously last year without Coach Payne, the team struggled, didn't make the playoffs. But this year, um, a nice showing, tough run in the playoffs. But still, what do you think about the Saints overall this season? I thought it was great. You know, I was a little disappointed with the with the road season. Um, you know, just just giving up big games on the road. And, and um, overall, I was really impressed. I thought it was a great season. It was one that I, I, I immensely enjoyed. I enjoyed every game. Win or lose, I enjoy every game. But, you know, a little, little, a little heartbreaking to watch them go on the road and, and, and lose some of those games. We're talking with Chris Henderson, the lead guitarist from Three Doors Down. Um, also, you know, being a football fan and a Saints fan, uh, did you watch the Super Bowl on Sunday? And if so, what would you think? Uh, you know, I did watch the watch the Super Bowl, and uh, and I gotta say, I was rooting for Denver because the Seahawks put the Saints out, so that's uh, you know that's how I roll. Um, and and was disappointed in the game, but I mean, it, it was the Super Bowl last game of the season, so I watched the whole thing. But uh, I was a little disappointed in uh, the Broncos' effort. Um, are any of the other band members NFL fans? And if so, what teams do they like? Do you all get any have any trash talking going on during the season? Yeah, it's funny because uh, because our bass player, our new bass player Justin, is a is a Panthers fan. He's from uh, he's from uh, Carolina. Oh boy! So yeah, I know, man. So it was a tough season between all three. And because uh, Greg, our drummer, is from Thibodeau, Louisiana. Okay. And uh, he's a huge Saints fan. I mean, he knows who's on the injured reserve list, and he knows everything about. He watches each game with an iPad and a cell phone and a notebook. Oh wow! So you're able he's to gang up her. on you're a, you're able to gang up on the new guy who's the Carolina Panthers We're fan. Able to, <laughs> Yeah, until and you know until the last game of the season when they when they went to Carolina and lost, and then he got bragging rights. So that's kind of where it stands. Do you ever bring up? Well, you know we've won the Super Bowl before and they haven't. You know, does that kind of bring, uh, happen a little bit? Yeah, all the time. That's that's, uh, that's 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 where it always ends up going. You can always go to that. That's always a good backup. That's right. Now, Chris, you and your band that played in numerous sporting events. You played at the NHL All NHL All Star Game, Home Run Derby, Monday Night Football. Is there a difference playing in front of your fans at a concert and then playing at a sporting venue, say like the Home Run Derby or Monday Night Football? Yeah, I think the biggest difference is just the uh, the intimacy of the show because when you play in a big arena like that, especially on a football field or you know on a basketball court or a hockey rink, um, the crowd is way far away from you, so you don't get to gauge their reaction. You don't get the uh, there's a little bit of romance that that kind of goes back and forth from the crowd to the band and you don't get that so you have to play without that and it's a bit strange right i guess you've also played at some nascar events is that uh are you a big nascar fan as well yeah i'm a nascar fan i mean just by default i think just kind of growing up in the south and mm-hmm. uh you know and being surrounded by it um, definitely not a big nascar fan as i am uh, a saints fan but you know it's uh it's, it's one of those things that you kind of i kind of learned to love it if right. that makes sense what's your favorite sporting event that you've all played at before what's what's your favorite one that sticks out to you Probably my favorite one was probably the last, uh, the All-Star game, because we were the last band to play at Yankee Stadium. Oh, very cool. Have you been to the new one? Have not been to the new one, no. Okay. So what what was it like uh, playing at the last concert at yeah, Old Yankee Stadium? It was a really great day, man, all the, all the way around, because uh, we started, you know, first thing in the morning with sound check and kind of getting things going, and um, got to walk on the field and got to walk on the infield a little bit before the All-Star game, which was really cool. And we had to spend the whole day at Yankee Stadium, you know, without kind of leaving. So you, we kind of got the full effect, you know what I mean? We got to meet a lot of players, got to watch the home run derby. That was really cool. I mean, it was a really great day, really was. Now, I noticed that your uh, your band is playing, uh, looking on your website, um, next concert date is February 7th in Atlantic City. Um, is that correct? Yes. 
And so are you all going on are you all on the tour right now or is it just a little concert series that you're doing up north? Uh yeah, you know what? It's a it's an acoustic tour that we're doing right now. We decided uh, about a month and a half ago that we were going to do an acoustic run and uh so we started putting it together. It's been really great. I mean, it's something this band has never done before. We've always been a full electric band. You know, it's always been about pyro and video and getting out and lights and lasers and all this different stuff and uh you know, this tour is not and it forces us as musicians to kind of go back and deconstruct our songs to the point where they were written. Okay. How long does the tour last? Um, this this leg of the tour is going to February 18th, and then we're going to put another leg uh, together. Um, probably going to do two more legs, actually. So it's going to go through the summer. So we're probably going to get down in New Orleans, I hope. Very cool, very cool. Um, also, are, are you all having uh, you all working on a new album? We are working on a new album. Uh, as soon as this leg of this tour is over, we go right back in the studio. Okay, I know also you guys have your own foundation called the Better Life Foundation. How did the foundation come about, and where can people get more information and uh, possibly make a donation? Okay, uh, the betterlifefoundation.org is the website, or they can also go to threedoorsdown.com, and, uh, and they can link up through there. Um, the foundation was started by us uh, 10 years ago in response to a charity event that we did. Um, uh, I won't say the name of the charity that we were supporting, but um, when we found out how much money actually made it to the to the charity we're pretty upset about it mm-hmm. so we decided to not ever do that again unless we could find out it was legit on the you know beforehand and uh, we decided to start our own foundation so we can control each dollar that comes in so uh it's a 100 percent non-profit dollar in dollar out organization um we have one bill that's a cell phone that we pay for and that's it everything else goes right to the charity we that we uh, are supporting at the time now where does the money go to uh, we decide each year. Usually what we've been doing is we're getting to uh, the children's hospitals uh, around the NASCAR area, and what we do is we build these cars. Speaking of NASCAR, we build these things called Dream Racers, and uh, it's basically a NASCAR that sits in the hospital, and it's a hospital bed that looks like a car, and it has an Xbox 360, or this year they'll have Xbox Ones in them. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, and it's nice surround sound, big screen TV, and the, and the children can sit in this car and play video games while they do their chemo. It's probably one of the coolest things we've ever done. Absolutely. That's good stuff. So I hope everyone can go on there and make a donation to the Better Life Foundation. That's Chris Henderson, lead guitarist for Three Doors Down. Chris, uh, thanks for taking some time out of your day to talk to us. Man, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. No problem. Sean, back to you. All right, Daniel, thank you very much. Don't forget, follow on Twitter, at Black Blue Report. You'll always get the show listings there. You'll get them first on that Twitter account. You can follow me live at Sean Kelly Live. We're on the air tonight at 7 for Pelicans and Hawks. From New Orleans Arena, television coverage is yours on Fox Sports New Orleans with Joel Myers and David Wesley. Hope you've enjoyed the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. The Black and Blue Report on this Wednesday. Have a great rest of your day wherever you might be. And we'll see you either tonight on the radio or right back here tomorrow afternoon central for the Thursday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.